Good evening, good evening, good evening, and welcome once again to the Lotus Flower Podcast. I am your host, Reverend Dr. Pamela Robinson, along with my co-host, Reverend Curtis L. Robinson, Sr. We are here once again to let you know that it is the flower that blooms in adversity that is the greatest of them all. That is the Lotus Flower. And that is what this podcast is all about. It's about blooming and blossoming in adverse situations. You know, it's the lotus flower that blooms out of adversity. That lotus flower is found in deep, muddy, murky waters. And as it starts out as a seedling, it has to push its way up and through the mud, the muck, and the mire in order to bloom and blossom into this beautiful work of art. And I'll let you know that it isn't easy as that flower is attempting to get up and grow up and push up out of that chaotic environment. However, I want to liken that flower to the lives of many of our podcast guests many of our guests that come on and share from the depths of their hearts have experienced some form of adversity to the degree that they had to push themselves up and up and up from this chaotic environment that they once found themselves in. But you know, they had that sheer determination to push beyond the exterior and to believe that it was faith the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen that was going to give them the ability to push their way through any adverse situation that they found themselves in. Why? Why, Dr. Pamela? It is because they were planted, planted in the soil of the Holy Spirit. They were planted in good soil. The soil was rich. The soil that they were lying in it was dark, it was muddy, it might have even been stinking. But even through all of that, those things were working together for their good. Even the manure that they found themselves in, you know, the shh that they found themselves in, they had to push out of that stinking environment. But the Lord caused the stinking environment to work together for their good. He said all things works together for the good of them that love him and that are called according to his purpose. So he even took the that they were pushing through that manure and caused that stuff to work together in a composite type way. And they bloomed and they blossomed into this beautiful flower. Their lives signifies that of the lotus flower. And they are now giving off a fragrance. Their lives are giving off a rich fragrance, one in which when people come in contact with them, they know that they have been in the presence of the Lord. They know that they're in the presence of an anointed, powerful person. And their lives are impacted and forever changed just because they got to know this person, our guest of the Lotus Flower podcast. Today, we have a very special guest that is a Lotus Flower. I'd like to
pastor, May F. Francis Davis, is our special guest tonight on the Lotus Flower Podcast. However, before I read her bio, I'd like to let you know that our podcast has been sponsored by Tayo Ajenajay of He Reigns Magazine, Callie's Beauty Supply, Jasmine's Funds Fashion, and Rock Dimensional Consultant LLC. We are thankful for our sponsors that help us to pay the bills here at the Lotus Flower Podcast. Once again, Pastor May Francis F. Davis is our special guest here in the house tonight. Pastor Davis answered the call into ministry and received her license to preach the gospel on April 24, 1994. Pastor William J. Scott of Second Pilgrim Baptist Church was her mentor and ordained her on May 3, 1998. While there, she served as the assistant to the pastor, the youth director of the United Voices of Christ Choir, and the chairperson of the Women's Day Ministry. She was born in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, and is the product of its public school system. Pastor Davis graduated with a certificate in Christian ministries from Eastern Baptist Theological Seminary, also known as Palmer's Theological Seminary. As a pioneer in groundbreaking ministry, she became an associate minister in the faith at the Canaan Baptist Church under William J. Scott. She was a teacher for both the church's Sunday school department and Wednesday night Bible study class and she was a member of the Mass Choir. Because of her great love and praise and worship ministry that the Lord planted in her spirit, she became a member of the Wondrous Gospel Choir, and she also became a prestigious member of the Robert M. Preston Choir. Pastor Davis is retired from the city of Philadelphia Division of Disease Control. For five years, she established a prayer and Bible study class for her co-workers. Now imagine that, establishing a Bible study class at your place of employment. Powerful. In 2002, she and her husband organized the Greater Works Christian Ministries Community Bible Study while soon becoming the Greater Works Christian Ministry Church. Soon after the Greater Works Christian Ministry Church was organized and after much prayer and fasting, God revealed another assignment to the couple. The church was submitted to her and her son's leadership because the Lord called them to help her son and daughter-in-law establish their church, the New Life Kingdom Center, located in East Baltimore, Pennsylvania. During her season of serving there in ministry, Pastor May, along with her husband, were ordained as elders in 2006. And on November 19, 2012, the Lord God reassigned them back to their home church, Greater Words Christian Ministry, where they now serve as pastors 
and founders of the ministry. Pastor May and her husband are the parents of Pastor Troy Davis and wife, Pastor Trina Davis, Minister Michael Davis and his wife, Keisha Davis, Deacon Terrence Davis and his wife, Minister Kismir Davis, two daughters, Gina Porter and Anisha Davis, and she has 12 grandchildren and one great-grandson. Pastor May is an affectionately a person. She has an entrepreneur spirit, and she also has a touch for fine jury, being a jury consultant for Tracy Lynn Fashion Jury. She has also a pastry business entitled Kingdom Pastries. She is the author of an online magazine called Divine Inspiration Magazines. And in 2016 and in 2013, Pastor May released her first gospel musical play, The First Lady. Yes, and it was featured at the Arts Bank Theater at the University of Pennsylvania in Philadelphia. As a result of that project, she established the Maisie Day Productions Theater Company, LLC. She also has established a performing arts company and she has established a church performing arts camp for youth and teenagers. In 2017, Pastor May released her first book, and it is One Day at a Time. This book will be the featured book on the Lotus Flower podcast for the month of April. I would encourage you to purchase your copy of this book from Pastor May by reaching out to her on her Facebook page under Pastor Francis May Davis purchased your copy of the book and be sure to join us for the Lotus Flower Book Club as we read through this book as a club throughout the month of April. And then on April the 17th, the third Thursday in April, we will discuss this book along with the author in detail. So Pastor May is a wonderful, wonderful woman of God, and we are so happy happy and honored to have her here as our special guest today. Her favorite scripture is, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praises shall continually be in my mouth. With this in mind, she continues to move toward the mark for the prize of the high calling in Christ. Jesus, Pastor Francis Davis. Thank you so much for being our special guest this evening. And once again, please note on the screen, we're featuring the Lotus Flower Book Club as a special guest author for her featured book, One Day at a Time. You've got to be a part of that book club. You do not want to miss this book club discussion for the month of April. Now we will have 
Pastor May join us. Good evening. Hello, hello, hello. Good evening. Hello, hello. good evening. Welcome. Why don't you greet our guest tonight? Well, good evening to all of you. I trust uh, that you've had an amazing day today. Uh, I'm just so grateful to be a part of this podcast. First time I've done this. I've never been a part of a podcast today, uh, ever. So today uh-huh. is the first of hopefully other uh, podcasts. Um, but I thank God for the invitation. Thank you so much, um, Dr. Robinson. And uh, it's just great to be here. And I hope you have some questions on tonight that I can answer for you. Um, I'm an open book. So, you know, I don't hold back anything. I tell my own stuff. So <laughs> <laughs> that's the best way to do it, isn't it? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes, it is. Yes, yes. And tonight we um, are going to have a very, a very rich and candid discussion for those of you that have been married or those of you that want to be married someday. You might be thinking, well, marriage just sounds like a good thing. And um, I want to I want to be married or those of you that are married might be thinking, I, I love my marriage and I love being married. I've been married for one year, five years, eight years, 25 years. But we know that there are seasons in all of our marriages that are wonderful. And then there are seasons that aren't so wonderful. And so we know that the Lord would allow us to walk through all of those seasons. And when we're walking through those seasons, he's holding, he's yet holding our hands. And Mm -hmm. tonight we're going to talk about a season that maybe isn't as pleasant, but it is yet a season that the Lord has ordained and actually graced Pastor May to be able to share richly with you this evening. The season was a season where she found herself having to forgive her spouse after adultery. And that season actually birthed this book, One Day at a Time. In this book, Pastor May not only tells the story that she's going to tell a bits and pieces of today, but she lays the entire thing out in the book. And her husband, a wonderful man of God, has actually included excerpts and poems in the book as well. So we're going to get into the discussion tonight about forgiving your spouse after adultery. Pastor May, I'll let you get started. (laughs) Well, um, first of of all, of all of you that um, have experienced that or are experiencing it now and trying to figure out what to do? Do I stay or do I go? You know, um, how do I forgive someone who um, has betrayed me and how could I ever trust them again? And you might know it and haven't really confronted your husband about it. And um, you're trying to figure out how to confront him. And then you're also trying to figure out if I'm imagining all of this, am I, um, you know, picking and, you know, trying to find something wrong or, you know, am I crazy or, you know, is, is this really going on? And one of the things that I found out for myself is that I wasn't looking, trying to find um, out that my husband was 
having an affair outside of our, our marriage. Um, I, and one of the things I am glad, I'm going to say this before I, I tell you the story. I'm glad it happened while we were younger and not at this age have to experience those things because it helped us to grow. But even if you're young or older and you find yourself married 25, 30 years, and then you find your, your spouse cheating, um, it is still something to encounter is very hurtful. Um, one of the things that I recognized uh, when you know your spouse, um, you know everything there is to know about your spouse, um, you know their patterns, you know the things that they're that they are accustomed to doing. Um, and when those patterns change, when their attitude towards you change, um, when your conversations are, are no longer um, conversations that you could talk to each other without, um, you know, argument being formed, when you find yourself that the intimacy um, has ceased, that they don't want to touch you anymore, there is definitely something seriously wrong. And if the, if you're not trying to seek out counsel, um, someone that you could sit and talk with, um, which is very, very important, um, we didn't have any counseling. Um, I mean, we went through this thing um, really for all, all three years um, without any help until towards the last year when we were separated. Um, then um, a mother of the church reached out to both of us that we didn't know. And then I had um, went to my pastor at the time and said, listen, you can't counsel anyone in the church because your marriage has failed. And although you're still the pastor, you can't counsel any of the couples. And, you know, my husband and I are not the only one that's having trouble. And he didn't even know we were separated. He had no idea. We both belonged to the same church. Uh, our two sons uh, were a part of the church. We were at church every Sunday, sitting together in the back row. There were very, very few people that knew we were separated. We had church congregation of close to a thousand people at that time and it was very very few they were had to be very close people in our lives like family members that really knew that we had separated but i began to see some changes in his attitude our conversations um he was working at night and some nights he was later the timing him coming home had changed he was wasn't coming home at the same time um, you know, we weren't um, having physical relationships um, as often as we had been. And my husband was someone that even if I was tired, he was always ready. And now he was no longer ready. And that kind of like, something's wrong here. So people change their patterns. And yes. women, um, we're kind of like suspicious and curious anyway. So. That's right. <laughs> you understand. And you said that you noticed some changes in your husband mm -hmm. because, you know, it, because intimately, you know, he would be ready like most men are. Mm -hmm. they, just, they, 
that's their love language. Mm-hmm. That's their love language. When he when the love language went away, you said something's got to be going on. Something is definitely and, going on. And you know. that triggered something. Uh, you're not touching and, me anymore. You're not kissing right. me anymore. Um, you know, you're you're right. always ready, Freddie, and now you're <laughs> not. You're not. You know, you're now unsteady, Freddie. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> and steady Freddie. And the Lord said to you, I'm sure, in your spirit, that there's something's gotta be going on here. Yeah. Your spirit just wasn't resting. You wasn't know, I'm not resting. putting words in your mouth, but I would imagine how you must have felt that you know your spirit just wasn't resting. Mm-mm. And from there, the Lord, I'm sure, must have really began to deal with with you but i don't know i won't tell your story how it unfolded but before we talk about how it unfolded Mm -hmm. i want you to just let our listening audience know what what does the bible so we can lay a a platform for what we're talking about and going to get into this evening what what does the bible have to say about forgiving adultery so that'll be the platform in which we are branch wow. off of. um it, it's just, it's really crazy i had i was looking for some things and remembering some things that i had to look for um in trying to forgive it was the minute mm-hmm. tell you it was the one of the hardest things that i had ever done in in my life is you know mm-hmm. I, i'm usually you know, people hurt your feelings. You, you know, you're you're forgiving, but right. this was a, a, a spirit of betrayal, mm-hmm. and I could not forgive. Yes. I told the Lord, I can't forgive him. You yes. know, yes. I've been right. faithful. I've I've mm-hmm. done what I believe a wife is supposed to do, right. and you know, how could he do this to me? You know, I'm here yeah. taking care of his children you know, helping them pay bills, you know, we're here mm-hmm. together, we're in church together, you know, yeah. we're mm-hmm. working in the church together. This is a, a, a man that, whose father was a a preacher, you okay. know, his mother, right. they had been deacons and his father uh, was elevated to a pastor. But this is one of the scriptures, um, um, Galatians 13, um, when it talks about forgiving. Let me see if I can find it real quickly. But the the basis of the scripture talks about that we are to um, forgive others as Christ has forgiven us. And that's Galatians Mm -hmm. uh, 3.13. And it's very important that we recognize that God calls us to be forgiving to one another. It, it, It could be the hardest thing, but you have to follow the word of God. That was the only way. I had to lay my eyes on the scripture. And if if I'm a believer uh, of the word of God, then that meant that I had to do what the word said to do. Um, I was in a place of, you know, I couldn't do anything else but read the word and pray. Amen. um, In order to find some type of peace for myself. Um, Yes. Oh, here, here it is. Um, it says, forbearing, this is a King James version. It yes. says, forbearing one another and forgiving one another. If any man have a quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave you, you also, um, you also do ye. 
And I'm like, oh, okay. Uh, I don't get forgiven if I can't forgive. You know, that that challenged me. You know, when I read that scripture, I was like, oh, I'm in trouble now. Oh my. I'm in trouble with God if I don't forgive this man for what he did. I don't want to be in trouble with God. I, I you know, I, I want to be as close, walk as close to the Lord as I possibly can. But it still took much prayer because my heart was really broken. Yes. Uh, even uh, I had found a letter in his mm-hmm. pocket. And my husband was one. Whenever he wanted to talk to me, he would write letters to me. Nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, he wanted to discuss something. He would write a letter first, and then we'd come. You know, we would come together and talk about it. Um, mm-hmm. And the letter that I found was one he probably had intended to give to me, mm-hmm. and it was about how he didn't love me anymore, mm-hmm. um, how I had gained all this weight, and you know, he didn't find me attractive anymore. And mm-hmm. I was like devastated. Like mm-hmm. I've had two babies for you, oh, you my. know. Yes. Um, weight comes on after having a baby. You right. know, you don't right. get rid of that like right away. Right. Um, uh, I'm a working mother, uh, yes. you know, working at the church, working mm-hmm. at home, working mm-hmm. every day. You yes. know, I wore all of these hats. I made your home comfortable. You came home, you worked at night, your dinner was prepared, your clothes was washed, your house was mm-hmm. clean. Like, mm-hmm what in the world are you talking about? And right. that thing pierced my heart so much. And I said, Lord, you want me to forgive that? Oh my. But the Lord said to forgive. Mm-hmm. The Bible, the Bible mm-hmm. teaches us that the blood of Jesus was shed on the cross, right? For mm-hmm. all sins, including mm-hmm. infidelity. Mm-hmm. The blood of Jesus, God's mm-hmm. son, purifies us from all sin in First John 1 and 7. This mm-hmm. means that any sin that we commit including mm-hmm. infidelity can be right. forgiven Absolutely. when we come to Jesus with a repentant heart, mm-hmm. when we come to him with a repentant heart. But I want to, I don't want to minimize in any way what you went through and what any other women are going through. Yes, mm-hmm. I can read the scripture and I can say just what it said. Mm-hmm. But at the time when we're walking through that season, that scripture repels off of us many yeah. of us it, re- it just goes off of our back just like water off of a duck's oh, back uh, absolutely it at that time because it's just too much pain mm-hmm. it's too much pain we have all experienced wounds we have we are no strangers to wounds are we 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 can look in people's eyes and we can see the pain in their eyes yeah i might have my makeup on I get my lipstick on, I got my nails on, I've got my fine clothes on, mm-hmm. and I try to cover it up and I just try to get over it. But I know that when we talked about this this tonight, even before we prepared and came online, you told me that there was so much pain that you were going through and to the point where you told God that I can't forgive the man. Yeah. I cannot do it right now. Mm-hmm. So I imagine at that time you probably couldn't embrace those scriptures that were telling you that it's for, you got to forgive in order to be forgiven. The scripture that you just read. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So just expound a little bit more on us on uh, the topic of forgiveness and how did you come to the point where you were able to embrace that forgiveness, of Pastor May? It it really took me a couple years to really begin to hear that scripture over and over. And then, you know, I, I love research. Mm-hmm. Um, 
the pain drew me closer to the Lord. I was mm -hmm. really, I was seeking the God for just for peace and mm -hmm. um, and clarity and just try how to get over what was going on. And the Lord kept showing me scriptures that dealt with forgiveness and, you know, um, kept showing me that, you know, his love covered a multitude of sins. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and he also showed me some of the stuff that I left undone that mm -hmm. I didn't do. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, finding the scripture in Roman that says we all have sinned and right. come short of the glory of God. And mm -hmm. then God really began to show me some stuff about myself. Yes. Um, and about some of the things that I could have done better. Um, right. that, uh, so he began to really wash me. Yes. And really begin to clean my heart out mm -hmm. from bitterness. Mm -hmm. And, you know, um, and then I began to I asked the question, Lord, um, mm -hmm. can you help me yes. learn how to pray for my husband? Mm -hmm. yes. And I think that was the real, the turnaround because I had come to the, to the point where the Bible says in Matthew 7, 7, ask yes. and it shall be given. Mm -hmm. Seek and ye shall find knock and the door shall be open unto you. And I found that scripture yes. and, and I was like, wow. Mm -hmm. For so many years, we were told we couldn't ask God questions. You right. know, um, I, I did ask him, how could this happen? You mm -hmm. know, to me when I thought I was being faithful, especially right. when I came from a, a, a family situation where my mom and dad were common law husband and wife. Mm -hmm. For 40 years, they were, you know, living she took on his name yes. and everything oh, and mm -hmm. um, they weren't married and mm -hmm. it was only out of the three boys and the two girls the brother above me and myself were the only two that that oh. you know took on matrimony oh my and didn't you know didn't do the living thing you know I see and so and but, and i wanted to just interject that when we talked prior to this, you shared with me, and I want the women and men to hear this, that you said, I want to change that thing. I want to turn that dysfunction around. Mm -hmm. I, I want to be one of the ones that is going to be married. I'm not mm -hmm. going to shack up. I'm not mm -hmm. going to just live with a man and take on his name after 40 years. And I, you said, I didn't even know my mama and daddy wasn't even married. But you said, I'm going to do something different. And yes. you, didn't, you didn't tell say this to me, but I know this is what you meant. I yes. want to show my kids and my grandkids that yes. it, can be, done. Yes. it yes. can be done the way God said it can be done to mm -hmm. marry. Mm -hmm. Put a put a ring on it, don't they say? Put a ring yeah, on it. Yeah, put a ring on it. Put a ring <laughs> okay. on it. But, but me... I want to say I honor you, Pastor May, uh -huh. for taking a stand and turning that dysfunction around in your family, giving the devil a black eye. Absolutely, like Will Smith slapped Chris Rock. <laughs> you slapped the devil. I okay. did. I did. Yes. I did. It, it it was just I said no, you know, I'm I'm not doing that, you know. Yes. Um I I did make some mistakes when we when we first got together. Um we did make some mistakes. My husband wanted to marry me uh 6 months after we started dating. Oh and my. I was like, uh <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I love you and everything, boo, but I don't know if I'm not ready to marry you. Yes. Um, and and it, I, I know that, that, that God meant for us to be together. First of all, this I didn't tell you, my maiden name is Davis. Oh, my. 
already my maiden name is davis okay wow. so i am a double davis oh my and i know this was orchestrated by god because we had our first son out of wedlock Mm -hmm. which meant that his name was going to be Davis no matter what. Okay. Okay. And then when we had our other children, there was, there was no names that needed to be changed. Look at that. And, yeah. and God, all of our children, you know, we had together. And so nobody's name had to be changed. That's excellent. That's and excellent. so God orchestrated that. And once, I, once I learned how to forgive, I began to really pray for my husband um wherever he was uh, whoever he was with you know mm -hmm. i said lord i don't know if this is a marriage that you made in heaven you know mm -hmm. i don't know if this is a marriage that is supposed to um be from to death do you part mm -hmm. but if it is you got to show us both yes um how to do it because i don't yes. know i didn't yes. have an example Yes. I didn't I have an example. You know, you my mom not. and dad fought like cats and dogs. My father was an alcoholic. I mean, they drew blood. So I didn't My. have a, a, a good example. I didn't know what marriage really looked like, except for some of the neighbors in my block who have been married mm -hmm. for a long time. But um, mm -hmm. <clears throat> even I could see some of them, their marriage wasn't perfect. No marriage yeah. really is. But, um, yes. you know, you want that at home, though. But I didn't have that. Mm -hmm. However, the Lord provided that for you because he knew that your heart was right. And so mm -hmm. the Lord, he said that he would, he said, when your mother and father forsake thee, that he would take you up. Absolutely. Meaning that if you don't have a mother, if you don't have a father to show you the way, then he will make a way mm -hmm. to make that happen. He'll bring surrogate mothers into your path. You'll mm -hmm. bring surrogate fathers into your mm -hmm. pathway. You'll bring mentors into your pathway. He'll have you watch a movie or a TV show. He'll mm -hmm. lead you to books. And most importantly, he'll read you to his word. And he'll put you down on your knees. And yes. he will teach you from the school of the Holy Spirit mm -hmm. how to go forth being a wife and a mother. God will do it. Yes. He did it for me and he did it for you and he's doing it for others. And yes. I can only imagine, Pastor May, the mental battle that must have been going on inside of you as you strive to trust your husband once again when you were found out that he had cheated and you yet and still said, I want to remain married to, to him. That came mm -hmm. a little further down, but you said that, and mm -hmm. you had to stand on the trustworthiness of God because you know God's word never fails. That's you right. That there was a time that God kind of shook you and said, "I want you to stay married. That's your husband. And I want you to stay with him." Mm -hmm. And we know that God's word, when He speaks to us, is sharper than any two-edged, double-edged sword. That's it says it. that in Hebrew four and twelve, yeah. and that is power in the word of God and we got to mm -hmm. cling to them and believe them even though we can't see it mm -hmm. you probably said I don't see this happening this man that did this that and the other I made his bed and cooked for his kids and cleaned him and wiped him and took care of him to wipe them kids snotty noses and all yeah. that and here we go he's gonna have the nerves to go off with another woman huh but yeah. the Lord said, even though the mental battle was going on in your head, just like a devil was on this shoulder and an angel was on this shoulder, I would mm -hmm. imagine fighting back and forth with each other. Yes, yes, yes. The battle belongs to the Lord because yes. we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but mm -hmm. against principalities, 
and the spiritual wickedness in high places. That's Absolutely. What That's what he said. He mm -hmm. said the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mm -hmm. mighty through God to the pulling Boy, down God. of Boy, strongholds, God. to the pulling down. Because the enemy had put a stronghold on, to, on mm -hmm. you, stronghold, mm -hmm. that rejection. And mm -hmm. uh, another situation that had gone on in your childhood, we don't have, you can talk about it if you choose, but right. he had put that stronghold there, which already had set you up not to be able to be successful mm -hmm. in mm -hmm. fully successful in your mm -hmm. relationships right the lord and the lord knew that but the lord said i am not going to let my sister fold under this is my beloved daughter and mm -hmm. whom i'm well pleased so you mm -hmm. know what i hope you all are listening tonight he allowed pastor may to walk through that season yes and he kept her through the whole thing he kept her through the whole thing even though she might have felt like sometimes that where you at god but mm -hmm. he was with her, just like that poem, footprint in the footprints in the yes. sand. Yes. So when she found out that her husband had cheated on her, then she did some things. Some mm -hmm. things were good, and some things were not so good. Right. But I want to have her speak to what happened when she found out that her husband had cheated on her. How did she? How did you walk that out? What did you do? Well, first of all, the first time uh, when I actually found out and then confronted him. Uh, of course, we had some words. We argued. Um, we we kind of got a little physical, you know. And I told him he had to leave. Okay, mm -hmm. so he left. You mm -hmm. know, packed his clothes and took the one card that we had with him. Mm -hmm. And um, now I got to figure out how to get to point A to point B with my children going to church, doing groceries, so forth and so on. Um, mm -hmm. If I needed a babysitter, he had I had no problem with him watching the children. He wouldn't even mind babysitting, but he okay. wasn't taking me shopping. He wasn't picking, picking us up to go to church. You know, we had to catch public transportation to do that, you know. Oh, um, and then we tried, after six months, we tried to come back together, mm -hmm. and it didn't work. Mm -hmm. And that, the next time, I took the car. I had my okay. sister. I gave her the kids. said, go get the mm -hmm. car and park it somewhere else, you know. And mm -hmm. I mean, it was really ugly. You know, I threw his clothes, you know, down the steps and it was it was really ugly, really bad this time. Mm -hmm. The whole neighborhood heard us. You know, my mom mm -hmm. sent the reinforcements, my sisters, my nephews, my cousins, all oh of them. My, everybody running up the street. You know, oh, I don't know. All, all, all the family. All the family was there. Cuckoo them. They Stacey them. They down and fight. <laughs> and my baby sister was protective of me anyway even though i was the oldest yes. she was not playing you know and they were um, like so ready to fight hey she was and ready cut. to fight and but, you know, she was ready to cut okay she okay was, mm, Mm, you know, she ready. To, my dad was known for carrying a, a knife to cut you if you make okay. if you got in this. Okay. You know, don't cut them real. So, gonna cut them so, kind of easy. So the spirit of the cut came oh. up. You know, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, at that point, I, I was ready to get a divorce. I was okay. like, you know, you know, Lord, mm -hmm. even though I'm praying, I had mm -hmm. lost, I had lost all, I had lost, lost like thirty pounds within like a month. Oh, my. And I was in a real state of depression. I, you know, I was oh, praying my. so hard and, you know, just crying at night, yes. not knowing what to do. I really mm -hmm. had my hand on the door of, of um, divorce. I see. And I, I, I didn't know what I didn't know what else to do. I just he had always said he didn't love me. He started living with the woman. 
as oh, and, and this was the crazy thing of it is she was separated from her husband Jesus and Christ. then she you know takes on another married man and then they live together I'm like what is the going devil is on? busy the enemy is busy like that crafty yes. Yes. don't care just mm -hmm. takes out all the all the mm -hmm. stops right? Mm -hmm. right so I Absolutely. hope y'all hear me that listening yeah. I hope y'all hear us that are listening the enemy is not playing Mm -mm. he will mm -mm. go to at all costs to destroy you because the bible mm -hmm. says what that he comes to steal to kill and destroy and mm -hmm. if he ain't gonna put you six feet under he's gonna take your mind so you'll be so aloof you won't be able to think straight anyway mm -hmm. steal kill and destroy mm -hmm. so listen up to this yeah. woman of god as she tells you how the enemy tried mm -hmm. he tried oh he tried real hard he tried he tried mm -hmm. But victory belongs to Jesus. Let's hear this victorious story. Absolutely. One of the things that, you know, um, began to take place is that, like I said, we didn't have anyone to counsel us. We did go to the pastor. He did finally bring someone in that um, counseled with other couples. Like, I think yeah. it was like six or eight couples. You know, a lot of people don't want you in their business. So That's a lot right. of couples didn't show up, but some did. And, and, and mm -hmm. it was successful for them. Um, yes. Reverend Melvin Floyd um at the time he used to be a police officer in philadelphia and mm -hmm. he became one of the greatest evangelists in the city of philadelphia he used to um carry a coffin on the top of his van because oh, nice. at the time when the gangs were really heavy he mm -hmm. would go into gang territory and witness and minister to those young men and a lot of them got saved and uh, did you say with a coffin on the top not uh, only did he have a coffin on the top, <laughs> he had a, a, a body sitting in it. <laughs> oh, Jesus, Lord. Are you serious? I'm serious. And I, he was riding down the street like that? He was driving. And the coffin was the length of the of the van that he was driving. Jesus Christ. He had a half, <laughs> you know, half like you know when you go to the funeral, you have the half coffins open. So yes. he had half the coffin open and had the man sitting up in the coffin. <laughs> Jesus Christ! And you know, it's what a statement! Thing, you know, it was crazy. Um, Jesus you know, Christ! He, he so was, what type of impact did that have? Oh, it had a lot of impact. He's it was so many gang members at that in that season of time that yeah. he literally walked in the middle of gangs. And oh a lot of those young men got saved. Um, some of them went into ministry. I mean, you know, he really, as a police officer and mm -hmm. as a minister of God, he helped clean up Philadelphia what when the gangs are really. We need a, we need another Melvin Floyd now. He died um, two years ago. I um, see. He died two years ago. But not only did he have that, he had a marriage ministry. My and um, mm -hmm. I asked our pastor at the time to invite him to the church. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I asked my husband to come. He didn't want to come, mm -hmm. but he he did come, you know, to mm -hmm. the um, to the church. And mm -hmm. you know, um, at that point, we were kind of talking a little bit, mm -hmm. but I had already found my own boo. I see. <laughs> okay. Now that leads us into two can play the game. Two can play that game exactly. Now you found you your know, own you now, tell us what that you means. You, now, for those that are under the sound of my voice, that might be from a different cultural persuasion, "boo" means your good thing, and your yes. good thing means uh -huh. your sweetie pie, and your sweetie pie means your spouse. Uh huh. Or you know, he could be just your man. He listen. The thing of it is, is that if you don't want me no more, 
<laughs> you don't think I, I'm attracted to it anymore. You know, I'll find somebody else that could be my boo. Okay. 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 And um, my sister introduced me to her friend's brother. Mm-hmm. And we began to date. And, yes. you know, we dated for a whole year, mm-hmm. you know, and that was really pushing me now towards divorce, not necessarily because I wanted to keep this guy, yes. but I just wanted to be free and, you know, to just do what, what the Lord was calling me to do. And I'm praying, crying, and I'm with this boo. I'm like, yes. you know, this is crazy. What kind of nonsense is that? You praying and asking God to pray. You done learn how to pray for your husband now, okay? And you asking God to help you learn how to be a better wife. And you 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 got your boo. I was like, oh my yes. God. You know, well, listen, is- listen, Pastor May. You ain't the only one that has <laughs> done that and is doing it now. Yes, There's people out there that are having the mask on. Mm-hmm. They, they they're in the church they praising the lord they singing they leading some ministries the usher ministry they might even be preaching yeah. but they they got their booth thing on the up on the on the side mm-hmm. and they mm-hmm. as soon as they leave the church they might meet them around the block mm-hmm. and but yet still they praying and asking the lord listen the definition of insanity is this is doing the same thing the same way and expecting to get different results. And it don't work. <laughs> and it don't work. That is the definition of insanity. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Yes, yes it is. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it was it just was really a rough time. Mm-hmm. And um, even though we had went to the church and heard Mel- Reverend Melvin Floyd, you know, we still hadn't made any decisions, but it did awaken some things in me. Mm-hmm. Um my husband, as a result um, of all the stuff that had went on, um, I had ended up taking him to child support court, which I didn't want to, but he mm-hmm. insisted that I did. So he, I don't know who he was listening to, but I mm-hmm. said, I didn't want a judge to have to tell a, a man to take care of his children. But he, yes. so we went to court mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and he lost his job. He, he, oh, he had saved some money, but mm-hmm. he lost the job with the woman mm-hmm. that he had. Mm-hmm. You know? The wages and, of sin is uh, that. Uh, yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and, and the young mm-hmm. woman worked with him on his job. So um, he lost his job. That's right. And yes. then he ended up living with his sister. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, I got sick. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's, he lost his job. I'm dating somebody else. You know, we're still married, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, then I get sick with possibility of uh, um, lymph, lymph node cancer. You know, mm-hmm. I'm thinking, you know, they're saying that's a possibility you can have that. And mm-hmm. now I'm devastated because now I'm sick and, I, you know, the devil tells you all kind of things. You're gonna die. You got cancer. You can't live. Mm-hmm. You know all this stuff, and it just made me go after God even the more. Amen. And, That's you know, good. Lord. This That's can't good. happen. What do I need to do? And the Lord spoke to me very plain to get rid of your boo thing. That's that good. your husband. What What like, compelled you to 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 know that it, at that time it was it was time to to go after the Lord. That means that she podcast audience that she actually began at that time to seek the Lord with, with so much fervency and all. So what, what pushed you in that direction? Cause you could have just kept playing the game. You know, the two, two of you were playing the same game of cheating at that point, mm-hmm. but there came a time where you got sick and tired of being sick and tired. Is that it? Yes, absolutely. Um, I wasn't happy with, you know, not 
having my husband. I wasn't happy with the person um, that I was was dating. You know, I was doing stuff that was um, not pleasing to the Lord. I wanted mm -hmm. to get closer to the Lord and okay. it, it wasn't happening um, the way it should have been. Now, God was talking to me, but I wasn't mm -hmm. listening like I should have been. And, but when I was in the hospital and I heard the Lord tell me, you know, get rid of him. That's not your mm -hmm. husband. Mm -hmm. I recognized that that the, the Lord is speaking. Mm -hmm. And when I got the results back, it wasn't cancer, but I had sarcoid sedosis that had affected my lungs. And mm -hmm. sarcoid is a disease. Um, I don't know if anybody remember uh, Bernie Mac. Uh, Bernie yes, Mac yes. Um, died from sarcoid. So it is a disease that you can die from. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, I thought I was going to die, you know. Oh, uh, when when death comes creeping up on you, uh, it will make you think about a whole lot of different things. You know, you know, I, mm -hmm. I have children. Who's going to take care of my children? Mm -hmm. You know, um, my husband, you know, I, I don't want another woman taking care of my children. All kind of mm -hmm. crazy things go in your head. Mm -hmm. But um, I used to bring our children in, our, in, in my bedroom every morning. Mm -hmm. And we would have prayer together. And I just began to pray. I began to read. I wanted to know seriously what my job was as to be as a wife. Mm -hmm. I really wanted to know that. And I wanted to mm -hmm. just show me. Mm -hmm. um, I wanted a closer relationship with him. And I knew mm -hmm. if I got a closer relationship, that meant I had to read his word. I started studying the Bible mm -hmm. as a result. Of, of this this our relationship going so far to the left um because I, I didn't know the scriptures and mm -hmm. i didn't have any word to fight the devil with I and see. when i tell you when you know the word the bible will tells mm -hmm. us that the devil will flee from you yes he will yes and he will so when i start understanding that you know there's life and death and the power of the tongue I start mm -hmm. speaking things that the Bible says, you know, mm -hmm. I start believing who God said I was, you know, right. I had been a good wife, but I had made some mistakes and right. I had to take the responsibility of, of the mistakes that I had made. One of the things that um, was a part of, of, you know, our marriage falling apart was the intimacy. Mm -hmm. And he would say to me, you know, I, you're in it, but you're not in it. Like mm -hmm. something's not like you're at you're in the act, but it, it, it's not like you're all there. It's like you're away from me. Mm -hmm. And um, it wasn't until we really started um, talking again, or actually when he came back home, um, mm -hmm. we started talking about some of these things. Mm -hmm. And then I explained that I had been molested at five. Mm -hmm. I had been molested by my uncle. Mm -hmm. And I said, I had not realized that 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 part of me was still felt like, you mm -hmm. know, um, I wasn't clean or, I, you know, I, I didn't feel right. I didn't feel like I could really give myself completely. And mm -hmm. I didn't realize that that I was doing that. I, I just mm -hmm. didn't know. We didn't go to the therapist back then because we didn't mm -hmm. have no money. OK, know? yes. Um, so. It was nothing but the Holy Ghost that start revealing things to me about myself. Listen, God will reveal you to you if you want to know. 
Yes, he will. Yes, he, he will. will take the mask off. I got on my camouflage jacket today. He will uh, he will take the camouflage off and he will um, bring you out of trying to hide. Yes. Yes, he will. He will bring you up to the front and show you the real you. So when yes, he, he show me the really the real me, then I could start owning up to the stuff that I did and then also be healed from the molestation and forget now I had to forgive them too. So I'm, I'm on yes. a forgiveness roll. Yes. And I wanted to bring this out. But as you said that, when you said the Lord began to show you, you, mm -hmm. he told you to look into the mirror and see you because mm -hmm. most importantly, it starts with us. Yes. yes. Your husband opened that door to that adultery spirit. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. However, it is still something that you had to embrace yourself. He couldn't take your take your spirit and pour it into your spirit and right. say, okay, now you're going to be angry. You're going to carry around vengeance and, and anger and all of that. The door was open and the enemy came in, but the Lord had to reveal to you yourself. Mm -hmm. He had to show Pastor May who she is and mm -hmm. your areas of weakness mm -hmm. and your areas that were laying dormant in your spirit. There was some things down there, mm -hmm. which is that molestation that happened. Mm -hmm. Those spirits that had attached itself to yes. you as a child, mm -hmm. they were laying dormant, but they, even though they were dormant, they were yet still living and still living. cancer thr mm -hmm. thrives and it kind of is quiet at times. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden you find out I have stage four cancer and yeah. you're going to be you could pass away mm -hmm. and not to make light of anyone that's going through that situation. But there is a time in our lives that things happen just like a cancer and it grows and it spreads and it takes over our whole body. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But And that was, was trying to happen to you in that area where you found out that this is why I wasn't able to perform fully right. intimately with my husband mm -hmm. because there was some things that had happened that I didn't fully embrace. I was a kid. Yeah, and I just yeah. kind of maybe pushed it away. Mm -hmm. But things mm -hmm. we don't deal with stuff from our childhood. As a therapist, I take people back to childhood. Yes, if you don't deal with the stuff that happened in your childhood, it will come back to haunt you in other oh areas yes. of your life. And that is what I think that had occurred in this situation. And mm -hmm. the Lord showed you that. And I oh look how good He is. He mm -hmm. began to show you, like you said, mm -hmm. he showed you yourself. And mm -hmm. one other thing I want to make this point before you go on is that this is very important, people. You got to start with you. I'm start like Michael Jackson said, I'm starting with the man in the mirror. I'm yeah. asking him to change his ways. Absolutely. Said, I'm starting with you. Because mm -hmm. first of all, you got to forgive yourself. Yes. You got to be whole. Before yes. you can forgive anybody else and walk in total forgiveness, you've got to have self-forgiveness and you got to love yourself. Mm -hmm. Then you can be fully healed and move on and truly forgive the person that has offended you. Yeah. You yeah. can replace that anger that you have with mm -hmm. a spirit of forgiveness. Mm -hmm. You know, yes. it was a, it was another scripture I found too uh in Ephesians 4:26 and it says be angry and sin not. Yes. Okay. I was angry, but I was still sinning. Yes, yes, you yes. Know, I was still yes. sinning. And yes. um but on, on the on our road to um recovery or 
uh, are trying to reconcile because the Lord told us that we are supposed mm -hmm. to be uh, that second Corinthians 5 17 it talks about um old things are passed away mm -hmm. and um, behold all things become new because mm -hmm. we are reconcilers through Jesus Christ mm -hmm. and you know those scriptures start coming I start finding those type of scriptures you know mm -hmm. and um I remember uh one particular Sunday <laughs> we were it was women's day mm -hmm. and I had been as I said before, depressed, I had lost all this weight and, you know, I was stressed out, you know, with my kids. And then I find out that I got this illness and, mm -hmm. you know, it was just so much going on. I was mm -hmm. working all this overtime trying to meet, um, you know, meet the bills. Yes. And then I brought my dad in thinking that he would be a help. You know, he was alcoholic and yes. that was a horrible experience because mm -hmm. he cussed me out as much as he could oh and he my. wasn't cooperative and, mm -hmm. you know, um, you know, name calling, you know, he would call mm -hmm. me out my name. So now I got this mm -hmm. other thing that's mm -hmm. going on. I did not need. So I took a vacation mm -hmm. and went to the Bahamas mm -hmm. uh, with a group of uh, girls from my job. And mm -hmm. I went down there for a week. Mm -hmm. And when I got back at that time, well, I had lost a lot of weight. Mm -hmm. um, and I had cut my hair, I had colored it, and mm -hmm. I had came back with this amber type, uh, you know, suntan and everything. Mm -hmm. And um, I got right back, I got back in time for rehearsals for Women's Day. And our mm -hmm. colors were blue and navy that year. So I had mm -hmm. this very pretty powder blue knit mm -hmm. dress, kind of clingy, not tight, but just fit, you know. Okay. And I had my hair cut and it was dyed and everything. And mm -hmm. I was walking through the Sunday school room <clears throat> on my way to prayer. Mm -hmm. And I saw my husband and his brother standing over the other side of the church, you know, mm -hmm. um, but I didn't pay him no mind. I just walked on through. And I, he didn't tell me this until uh, maybe about a year or two later after we got back together. Mm -hmm. And um, I was on on my way, you know, like I said, to the Sunday school room. And he told me, he said, he and his brother were standing over on the other side of the church and saw this woman in this mm -hmm. blue dress with this beautiful tan, this mm -hmm. beautiful, you know, uh, golden color hair or whatever mm -hmm. color I was using at that time. Uh -huh. And he said, they didn't, he said, they were saying, who is that woman? And they're both discussing, you know, this new woman in the church <laughs> going to talk to, him, you know? Okay. Mm -hmm. And so when I came after the prayer, I come out of the other part of the Sunday school room mm -hmm. and his brother looked, and I think I must've turned that way or something. And yes. he said, oh my gosh, that's that's May. That's your wife. Oh and my. He, said, he said, oh my gosh, it is May. He said, I felt so bad. And that's oh what I to him and <laughs> said, you know, you're getting ready to lose everything. Oh boy. And he said, the Lord told him, you got to get yourself together because that's that is the person that loves you. And that's oh the one that you belong with. And he said, you know, he would at that time was living with his sister. He had lost his job. Mm -hmm. Him and the young lady had had split up, you know. And um, you know, when the Lord had spoke that to him, we had another mother, we had a mother of the church mm -hmm. named Ella Hurst. And I have this in my book. Yes. And she would 
encouraged me every Sunday. She would tell me, you stay looking good. You keep your hair. You could every time he see you, he ought to feel bad that he let his good looking wife go. I want you to keep your head up and, you know, um, do still be the woman that God has called you. She was such an encouragement, but I didn't know that she had called my husband and mm-hmm. had dinner, you know, had him come over. She had fixed dinner. She had her sons and daughters and grands there. You know, mm-hmm. she was one of these old mothers that you you discuss stuff over food. Yes, yes. And it was yes. the kitchen was mm-hmm. the place where you got ministered to. Right. And um, they cleared the table and, and she told her mm-hmm. kids, get out the kitchen. She needed to talk to Eugene. Mm-hmm. And she opened up her Bible and she started giving him scripture and start reading and everything. He said, mm-hmm. she, she said, now I'm going to pray. Mm-hmm. And she said, I want you to go back home to your wife and your children. Praise because God. You love your wife and she Praise loves God. you. Praise and you God. both had allowed the enemy to come in and um, distract mm-hmm. both of you. You both had. You both. Mm-hmm. She said not both. One, not one not person. But it was a two-sided street. She said both. And that started us to back talking and dating. And you know, um, you know, he would come and stay over and he wouldn't stay. He would go back to his sisters and he said, because mm-hmm. he didn't want the, the children to wake up. He didn't want them to be deceived like daddy was back and daddy wasn't back. Right. And um so like that he came that third year he came back in december and then i found that i was pregnant oh my and um i told him you know that i was pregnant and and you know he said you know i I can't let you you can't can't be by yourself you know you're pregnant Mm -hmm. well during the christmas holiday holiday Mm -hmm. i lost the baby oh my i'm so sorry had a miscarriage Mm -hmm. but he still came home uh by february i was pregnant again Okay. And so mm-hmm. the, the baby boy, we you know, we talk about him being the reunited baby. He must have got his libido back. Yeah, he did. <laughs> he found his sister again. He found it. I mean, it was working good, too. Everything yeah. was working. I was it was working. good. It was, was cooking. <laughs> There was no, there was no <laughs> disappointment, you know. Oh, um, praise God! <laughs> everything was working like it was supposed to. Two babies okay. within a, a month, of, a couple of months of each other, you know. <laughs> um, yeah, the, I had the miscarriage in December and February, and, that, and February is my birthday. And so oh, no. I said, "Oh, you brought me a birthday gift back, right? Is that what Amen. you want?" Amen. You know? That's um, good. But it was it was still a lot of work. Yes. You know, we were reunited. Mm. I was about seven months pregnant or eight months, six months pregnant, I think. Mm -hmm. And we went into our pastor's study and we told him we wanted to, you know, renew our vows because of some of the things that have been taking place. And we were, you Mm -hmm. know, back together and, you know, we wanted him to bless the marriage, even though he wasn't the one hit the things right himself. He was still our pastor. Amen. Your honor, you honor the gift the man the Bible I honored says, the gift of the man the not the man. man exactly but the you, gift you heard that you hear that podcast listening audience we mm. don't I'll elevate our pastor as though he's a he or she is a god Mm-mm. and look to him to lead us before we look to god god is leading the man and leading the woman so mm-hmm. we look at the god in the man and in the woman some of us get tripped up 
and we even will leave the church because a man might fall or mm -hmm. a woman might fall mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. they're flesh and blood just like we are. Yes. And yeah. they they hurt. If mm -hmm. they if they get cut, they're gonna bleed. Same way. Okay, they get tired. They go to the bathroom like we do. They put the pants on the same way we do. Mm -hmm. they put the little makeup on and all that too. So <laughs> just remember that. Mm -hmm. I just want to backpack what you said a little bit though. We as women are so good-hearted and we just are caretakers and we just want to care for everybody and rescue them and even at the expense of our own mental health well-being and and all i and you said a few a uh, few uh, words back that you took your your dad in that your dad was mm -hmm. a chronic alcoholic and he mm -hmm. was verbally ab abusive Mm -hmm. But because of your love and caring nature, since mm -hmm. I've known you this short mm -hmm. period, you you are so loving, Pastor, <laughs> and so caring. I can see that. That's nothing but the Lord. <laughs> one more time. I hope I don't start crying over uh -huh. here on this podcast. <laughs> that would, but anyway, Pastor May, mm -hmm. you touch my heart. So, Pastor May, Pastor May's uh, mother-in-law had transitioned. It's been a, maybe a roughly a month ago her husband uh, early part of march early yeah part of march her, her husband's mom transitioned and she had given me her word that she was going to be on this on our guest speaker on our empowerment hour on a sunday the second sunday in march and so she said i told you woman of god i was going to uh, preach on the second sunday even though i've got to be at my mom's home going that evening I am still going to keep my word. And mm -hmm. she came through. She preached her at her church that morning and came on this podcast at four o'clock at, at the on our <laughs> empowerment hour at four o'clock mm -hmm. and did a wonderful job. Didn't rush Praise the word. Lord. Let the Lord use you and Praise you sacrifice. And that showed me that, yes, this woman is sacrificial. And mm -hmm. that just I want to liken that to you taking in your your father-in-law, yes. your father, yes. my father, you know, it was my father, you, my biological you father. Knew. Yeah, you yeah. already knew that he had some yeah. issues yeah. going on. Oh, you already knew. Yeah, he had yeah. issues for years. Mm -hmm. And you we know, women, we are fixers. We yeah. think we can fix everybody. And we're going to fix them to the point where we're going to kill ourselves fixing them. Try to fix them. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and uh, absolutely. I just want to drop that nugget out there. But sometimes you got to check yourself before you wreck yourself. Yes. Okay? Yes. You check yes. yourself. And you don't yes. have to fix everybody. No. Everybody uh -huh. is not for you to fix. You are. Mm -mm. You don't have this magic wand where you wave and everybody's fixed. No. Mm -mm. Because mm -mm. first of all, the Lord wants you to take care of you and yourself. And that's right. okay. It is okay. Then yeah. another point that you made, which is a beautiful point, Pastor May, and I want to bring that out to the women, is that the what the Lord did, when you said, I went to that church and I was looking good. After I came back from my vacation, I had my powder blue dress on. Now it was it was form fitting. It wasn't too tight because no, you know, it wasn't too tight. It was form fitting. She didn't want to fitting and clinging all on her. No, you know, mm -hmm. no, that I didn't. I don't. I didn't look that. nasty. Mm -hmm. She was trying to still be ladylike. Yes, she's a yes, queen, sister. Listen, the mothers of the church would have pulled me to the side <laughs> if it had been. They didn't have. They didn't play that. You know, so. they would have jacked her up. Good. Yeah, uh, it was tasteful. It was very. Tasteful. <laughs> the thing is, is that. The Lord, one of my favorite passages in the Bible, it comes from Isaiah 61 and 3, and it says that to bestow on them the crown of beauty 
instead of ashes, the mm -hmm. oil of joy yeah. instead of mourning, and a garment of praise, praise instead of the spirit of despair. Mm -hmm. And I want to tell you at this point that the Lord gave you beauty for them ashes. He turned yes. the ashes you were going through into mm -hmm. beauty at that time. Mm -hmm. he, you, walk, you walked right out of Isaiah 61 and 3. Yes, you were absolutely. walking that scripture out fully. Right mm -hmm. in front of your husband's eyes mm -hmm. to the degree that he didn't even know who you were. He, he didn't know who I was. He had, to go he go had no idea. Yes. Yes. Now tell me my God ain't good. You yes. tell me my yes. God. I look ain't so good. good that my husband didn't even recognize me. Okay. You know, yes. Yes. I was so tickled when he told me that. He said, I, I don't know if I should tell you this. What is, you know, years later, you know, I don't know if I should tell you this. I want to smell your head, you know. <laughs> And then he told me that story. I bust out laughing, you know. I said, oh, well, that, that, that made you recognize you had left your good thing. The Lord Amen. said that when you find the wife, you find a good, a good thing. thing. Okay. Right. So your mm -hmm. good thing was walking and by you and you wasn't with your good thing. Okay. <laughs> and so, you know, we laugh about that. And he tells that story sometime, you know, when we've had, um, you know, done some marriage coaching or had some... Yes. Um, you know, marital events and stuff like that. He'll tell that story sometime about he didn't even recognize me. God, God had just given me such a glow, yes, and such a beauty. And and one of the other scriptures that I, I, you know, I thought about is where he talks about, you know, he will turn your um your Lord. tears your tears into a harvest of joy. Amen. Amen. And Amen. He did that. He did that. It, it took us a long time, but um coming back together and being reunited and, you know, um, uh, you know, finding out that we were expecting another child and, mm -hmm. you know, um, we, he was working on trying to get another job and, you know, mm -hmm. I, I worked with him on, you know, cause you know, he did, wasn't familiar with doing resumes and stuff, you know, mm -hmm. uh, all that stuff. So, you know, helped him with resumes, helped him, mm -hmm. you know, with calls and everything. Cause you know, listen, yeah. it was in my best interest to help him get a job. That's right, because it was going to benefit you and your babies too. Exactly, exactly. And, and that so is what it's I couldn't, all about. Like, you know, mm -mm, mm -mm. I couldn't say get your own. You know, right? I to had to together to become one. Right? To become one. To become one. You're his flesh. When he hurts, you hurt. Yes, absolutely. When he is lacking. You're lacking. Yes. Absolutely. And I want to give kudos to your husband. You shared with me prior to this po podcast discussion that your husband said, go on the podcast and share with the listening audience. Mm -hmm. And it is my prayer that a, a man that may listen to this might be blessed by some of the things that I have, the ways that I aired in. Mm -hmm. Learn from my mistakes. Yes. That is honorable. Mm -hmm. And he, you told me, he said, share what you want to share in the, in the book. You, mm -hmm. said, you said to your sweetheart, I'm writing this book and I'm going to put some things in it mm -hmm. from my, from my story, but I'd also like to include some things in this book from your story mm -hmm. one day at a time that I, that she wrote a few years back. And he told mm -hmm. you, you put whatever you choose to put in there. Mm -hmm. Now you tell me that ain't a man that has mm -hmm. been totally forgiven by God yes. and God has equipped him and embraced him to love on his wife. Like mm -hmm. God loves the church. Yes, absolutely. And let me say this I too. I thank God for that. You tell him I said hats yeah, off. I will. <laughs> I will. One yeah. of the things that we found out that when we got back together, um, I had been praying once I had 
learn how to pray prayers of forgiveness for him and 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 to forgive myself after everything that went on i have been praying that the lord would make us one as he and and the, the father were one mm -hmm. and i was praying that um the lord would help um him to love me and i would love him as christ loved the church mm -hmm. and once so what i had adopted with the children while he was away i i gave it over to him as the head to mm -hmm. now take that ring and bring the family together in the morning and he would pray over the family you know Amen. and Amen. so one morning when he began to pray when we were in the bed he prayed the, those same words Amen. And I was afterwards, I had said, you know, I I, that's, I had been praying that prayer the whole time, you know, like not the whole time, but while I had gotten myself together and started praying for you and was able to forgive you, those mm -hmm. are the words that I prayed to the Lord. He said, what? He said, I was praying oh, that too. I said, oh mm -hmm. my gosh. Mm -hmm. I, and, and, you know, it, we just kind of like laughed a little bit because we recognized that God was saying the same thing to both mm -hmm. of us look at God uh, that was you know really bringing us back to a place of getting closer and closer to each other but most of all hearing God's voice so we were That's both good. getting closer to the Lord as well and um you know my husband when we've had events with married couples um one of the things he will tell the men he said I recognize that what I did caused my wife to also sin Mm -hmm. If I had been in my place, mm -hmm. my wife wouldn't have had to go out and find somebody else to be with. He said, I was Amen. out of place. And when the head is going out of place, it mm -hmm. makes the whole household go the out of place. The whole body. Right. He said the whole, everybody goes out of place. The body, when the head is destroyed, mm -hmm. the body is destroyed. That's right. And you can't, you can't walk around know. without a body. Your head can't walk Absolutely. around without a body, Absolutely. can it? Absolutely. He <laughs> Show said, me that. Yeah. He said, I take the responsibility of what happened with my wife. Amen. He Amen. said, I take the full responsibility. He said, I do not fault her for mm -hmm. going out and, and seeking comfort in the arms of another man. Because if okay, I had been in my place, my Lord, that would have never happened. My that's mm -hmm. not my wife. She only did it because she fell alone and she was, you know, she was by herself. She was hurt. And he said, oh, That Lord. was my fault. So my he said, when you do something out of the will of God to mm -hmm. your wife, to your mm -hmm. family, you mm -hmm. cause a whole ripple of effects That's right. for your wife. And he That's said, right. you know, he's telling me, he said, man, I know when a woman goes out and get another man, it's hard for them to forgive her. Look at that. But Look she will that. forgive you when you mm -hmm. do it. And they he said, so that. my wife forgave me. And I told mm -hmm. her it wasn't anything for me to forgive her for because it was my fault. I, I wasn't in place. I didn't do my part. And That's so he, he said, I never charged that to you. Mm -hmm. He said, because I knew it was my responsibility to cover you. And yes. Keep you. And, and I would imagine that that must have really given you the giving you yes but release the re i can imagine the release that came forth from that mm -hmm. down deep deep down inside mm -hmm. the freedom that it just released in your spirit yes, to say 
this this really is truly from the Lord. Yes. When you can humble yourself to that degree and take on ownership for your mistakes and tell the person sincerely that it was me, mm -hmm. that lets the person see that this person is sincere. Right. You know, I'm gonna tell them when I first met Pastor May, if you had if she had never shared this story with me, I would have never known that she and her husband had gone through any of this. I tell you, now you tell me that God ain't good. Yeah. He said, didn't he say mm -hmm. that he would clean it up to the point yes. where, like he did with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? Mm -hmm. No, like you won't smell like smoke. You won't look like smoke. You, know, right. you won't be singed. <laughs> <laughs> you won't you will be like that lotus flower i talked about in the front Absolutely. that you gonna bloom and blossom in and in the muck and the mire you'll be down there with the with the dung mm -hmm. you'll be down there with the manure mm -hmm. all covered up mm -hmm. but the bible says unless the seed dieth okay yes. and falls into the ground and dies that's right, that's right. and then Mm -hmm. It actually is resurrected and rises again. Mm -hmm. That's when you get to have mm -hmm. the life that you really need to live right. and walk in fully and walk in your full call. You've mm -hmm. got to, there is a season of death mm -hmm. and then there's a season of resurrection and life. Mm -hmm. And that's what we sometimes don't want to feel that death right. because we got to die to flesh. Yes, the flesh absolutely. want to live. Yeah. The flesh don't want to die. It wants to mm -hmm. live. It wants to say, hey, let me live. Let me live. Mm -hmm. I want to rule things. Mm -hmm. But God said in, in him, you live and move and have your being. Yes. Not in Pamela, not in Pastor May, mm -hmm. but in him. Mm -hmm. And then if, if he has to take you through hell and high water yes. to humble you to the point where you're going to see that he is Lord, yes. he will. Yes. I want to read an excerpt from the book a moment. This is mm -hmm. an excerpt. It's coming from Pastor May's book that she wrote one day at a time. And it's coming from page number 151. For those of you that's going to purchase the book for the Lotus Flower Book Club here in April, this, this particular excerpt is a prayer that was written from Pastor May's husband. It says, Father, in the name of Jesus, teach me how to honor my wife and give honor and respect to her as she walks beside me and as I cover her as the head of our family. Show me how to be committed to understanding who she is as the weaker vessel. Teach me how to love her tenderly and how to be patient with her when she wants to be heard. Help me to know her strengths and weaknesses so that I can cover her in both areas that she may become the best wife that you are making her to be. Amen. <laughs> and then there's the prayer from the wife, from Pastor May on page 152. Father, it is hard sometimes to see myself as the weaker vessel, but I realize that this is my husband's responsibility to protect and to cover me. Show me how to receive his protection and his covering. Help me to become what you have designed me to be as a wife and to be his helpmeet. Teach me how to walk alongside of my husband so that we will be one flesh. In Jesus' name, amen. Those are <laughs> excerpts from Pastor May's book, one prayer from her husband and a prayer from her as they were reunited, purchased the book, mm -hmm. began, began to read the book, 
contact Pastor May. How can they reach you, Pastor May, to purchase this book? Well, they can reach me through my email, um, uh, davismay0208 at gmail.com. If they want to purchase the book, um, I do have a cash app, and it's dollar sign, Pastor May Davis, capital P, capital M, capital D. May is spelled M-A-E, not M-A-Y, which is a lot of people mistake it for the month, but it's spelled M-A-E. So that's dollar sign, Pastor May Davis. And then in the um, comments or, you know, excuse me, where it's talking about where, what you want to order the book, put in there the book one day at a time. So I yes. know that it's specifically for the book. Now I'm going to tell you first come first serve because yes. I only have about 15 of the books left. Okay. Uh, I just um, talked with my editor mm -hmm. and she is in the process of redoing the book, not the mm -hmm. contents of the book. She is reformatting mm -hmm. it and she's mm -hmm. going to do a new cover because the person who was, was a sister to me um, mm -hmm. and my and a mentor in um, in knowing how to write died last year. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. And mm -hmm. I didn't even know she kept her illness from me. I didn't even know she she had pancreatic oh. cancer and it oh, took her out my. very quickly. I'm sorry. And so she um, did the book for me in 2017. Mm -hmm. And um, so now I can't get the books back because her mm -hmm. son did the cover. She did all the other work. So mm -hmm. um, the person that's doing my other book, and it's just ironic, you know, I read that prayer today. And oh, at the time when I read that, uh, that wrote that prayer, mm -hmm. I had no idea that I was going to write the next book that was called Help Me. Look at God. Look at God. And uh, when is your next book coming out? Tell us the name of your next book and when is that coming out? The next book is coming out the end of April. I talked to um, my uh, my editor today and she, in fact, she's sending me the cover and she said it should be ready. It, you'll be able to get it on Amazon as well as um, uh, Barnes and Nobles. Um, I'm also going to set it up for um, ebook, um, uh, Kindle. I'm going to set it up for those as well where you'll be able to purchase it on um, those other venues. Um, but it's called Isa Kanigdu, a help meet for him. Isa Kanigdu is the Hebrew word for a help meet for him that you'll find in um, Genesis 2, where mm -hmm. the Lord had told Adam um, that he needed, uh, it was not meant for him to be alone, but mm -hmm. he was going to make him a help meet. And that's when he yes, put him yes. to sleep and mm -hmm. um, pulled the rib out and made one man. You know, Amen. so in that book, I talk about um, uh, the beginning of what God's intention was for woman mm -hmm. to be a part of the plan of God from the very beginning. Before mm -hmm. Eve had a husband, before yeah. Eve, uh, Adam had a wife, God had a yes. plan for us. Yes. And um, that plan was when Adam came, uh, when we came together, when Adam and Eve came together, um, mm -hmm. that plan was to be manifested and walked out, you know, Amen. So even for those who aren't married now, mm -hmm. uh, want to be married, desire to be married. It's, it's mm -hmm. a, it will be a good book to teach you how to be a help me and to also help you to recognize your worth as a woman before mm -hmm. you become a wife. Amen. So that sounds like something that they've got to get their hands on mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. this is a lived 
book, lived yes. experience. It's not yes. just something that you actually went to school for and you've got a lot of book knowledge and that is okay. Mm-hmm. But when you have that lived experience that mm-hmm. actually you actually walk through it, yes. then it actually becomes a little bit more meaningful. I was once under a under a um, scholar when I was going through my seminary experience, my husband and I both. Mm-hmm. And the scholar said this. He said that one time he was learning about thunderstorms, you know, and he was had this class about about the weather and the forecast. And he was learning about how the weather changes. And when it gets cold, the fog comes. And when it gets hot, you know, the dew comes. And he was learning about how the sound crackles when it thunders and then the lightning Mm -hmm. follows. And he learned all of that stuff. But he said it wasn't until he actually went out into the storm and the rain started coming down and the wind started blowing and the thunder started crackling and the lightning flashing and the lightning almost hit his car till he realized that I'm in a thunderstorm and the storm is going to kill me. And this is real. I can feel it. I'm scared. And the wind started picking up and it was blowing his car all around the highway. And he said, this ain't no book learning here. This is the true thing. I can tell somebody now just what it is to be in a storm and how you're going to get yourself out of it and how you're going to pray so hard. You're going to say, God, help me get out of this thing. Mm -hmm. Save me, Lord. I'll do whatever Mm -hmm. you want me to do. Here I am. Take me. Save me. Mm -hmm. And that was called an experience. And that is what Pastor May has had through writing this book. This is an experience that she Mm -hmm. walked through. It's a life story that's real. It's a page, pages and pages and pages full of her story that you got to read. You've got to read it and you've got to take it in and let it minister to you and help you. Married yes. people and unmarried people. Mm-hmm. And that second book is going to be even more powerful from this one. And yeah. the 15 books that she has, they're going to fly off the shelf like hotcakes. Oh, I believe it. I, I, I already have declared an atmosphere a bestseller. That's right. Yeah. So I'm going to transition because my, me and Pastor Ray, we were talking earlier. We said we, we got a song that we just have to share with you. That's all. it. That's now, it. we want you to know that we are sanctified. It. We are Holy Ghost filled, tongue talking right. women. Mm-hmm. And hey, mm-hmm. But yet still, we might cut you. <laughs> so, <laughs> see, we still got a flesh part of us, too. That's it. That's it. So that's we, it. So we want you just to take a listen to this old school song. By Peaches and Cream called Reunited.
Amen. <laughs> Amen. 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 That became our, 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 our song yes. at that point. Reunited, because that's what we were. Yes. Reunited. Uh, Reunited. I, I, one, I just want to say one more thing, and I know we're getting ready to close. When my husband came home, um, he called the children together, The two, my two sons. They were still real young, five and ten at that point. Yes. And he he got on his knees mm -hmm. and he asked his sons to forgive him yes. um, for not being there for them. He, mm -hmm. he said to me, he asked me to forgive him. Mm -hmm. And he asked our children to pray for him. Mm -hmm. And my oldest son prayed for his father. And then mm -hmm. I prayed for him and mm -hmm. for the children and our reuniting together. Beautiful. And that uh, what the Lord had uh, brought together, no one ever again would put us on. Amen. Forty-eight years this June, we will be married. Praise God! Praise God! <laughs> praise God! What a blessing! What a mm -hmm. blessing! And the word of God is true. God mm -hmm. says, "Do not give up on people." Mm -mm. because he does not give up on us. That's right. There's a famous quote that goes like this. If God could restore us back to himself, he can restore any relationship back to us. Mm -hmm. The gospel tells us in Luke chapter two, verses 13 to 16, that Jesus was going up to Jerusalem for the Passover feast. And when he was going up to Jerusalem, he was brokenhearted at that time because it was leading into the Passover and to Easter. But he didn't give up at that time, even though he knew what he was what he was going to be taking on a few days longer. So mm -hmm. hold on to your marriage. Don't give up. Ask God to help you to hold on and ask God to heal your marriage and to bring reconciliation and restoration to your marriage. Do not give up. Do not give up. Pastor May, out of this birth a ministry, birth two books, birth a powerful marriage ministry entitled Evenly Yoked, The Road to Forgiveness, School of Marriage Ministry, and also birth a meeting that they have occasionally at their church and in the community called Pillow Talk. These things were birthed out of pain. God mm -hmm. oftentimes births ministries out of our painful experiences. Mm -hmm. So thank mm -hmm. God that he has utilized what the Lord, the Bible, but enemy thought that he was going to use for naught mm -hmm. to actually destroy you. God took that and turned it around and worked it for his good. Yes, he did. All things work together for the good of them mm -hmm. that love the Lord and that are called according to his purpose. Mm -hmm. Pastor May, why don't you share with us any last minute thoughts that you have and then close us in prayer for tonight. Okay. Yes. Um, thank you, first of all, again, for the invitation and for the privilege to be on tonight and sharing my story as a story of victory yes, um, over the hand of the enemy um, that tried to destroy us physically, um, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. He yes. tried to destroy us. And mm -hmm. I would say to any couple, listen, if the marriage is not um, abuse, 
Now, listen, I don't want nobody to stay in an abusive marriage, whether it's um, physical, whether it's verbal, whether it's emotional, whether it's financial. Abuse comes in many, uh, many forms. And mm -hmm. if you are uh, in an abusive relationship and your spouse refuses to get help, then you need to pray and ask the Lord for an escape plan. Mm -hmm. I yes. never would tell anyone to stay in an abusive situation yes. um, in a marriage because um, it's detrimental to both of your health yes. and it could really go bad. So yes. seek out help, seek out counseling, um, yes. share. Don't try to hide um, mm -hmm. because you're in church and you don't want nobody to know your business. Yes. Listen, if your spouse is sitting in the pulpit on a deacon board or whatever, and he's um, showing, acting like he's holy on Sunday, and he's knocking your head, knocking you upside your head on Monday, you, yes. you need to let someone know to help you get out of that. Amen. But if you are in a relationship where you, you know, your husband has been cheating, mm -hmm. you um, have um, differences, finances, um, emotional trauma when you were a child can come up in your marriage. Mm -hmm. If your marriage is salvable, please try. Seek out help. Don't try to do it yourself. I was just blessed and fortunate in Jesus' name mm -hmm. that I came out of this without yes. being crazy. Yes. It was Amen. nothing but God. Because <laughs> for real, for real, I needed mental help. <laughs> I really did. You know, but uh, thanks to God. Um, that he will give you peace, peace that will surpass all understanding. Yes, he and will. He gave both of us peace. So try to fix it. It's yes. fixable. There's nothing too hard for God. That's um, right. And he is able to do abundantly and exceedingly all that you can ask. If you truly love each other, there'll be signs that you really love each other. Yes. and But you both got to take responsibility for the part that you play in not making it work. That's two, right. Unless, uh, two can't work together unless they agree. There That's has right. to be agreement. And so prayer, knowing God's word, declaring God's word against the hand of the enemy. You got to tell the enemy what is written. Jesus said, it is written that yes, man shall not live by bread alone, mm -hmm. but by, out, out of every word that uh, proceeded out of the mouth mm -hmm. of God. Yes, he did. You got to tell the enemy what you know God has said. That's right. And he will flee from you. Yes, so, you know, get my book. That will help you um, navigate. That's like a 30-day journal, 31-day journal, 30 days, something like that, of the prayers right. that we prayed. Um, there's some funny stories in there. You know, they weren't mm -hmm. funny at the time, but if you read them now, they're like, oh, <laughs> yes, my God, so. they really went through that. There is yes. actually a car chase in there, okay? Yes. So I don't want to tell you anything. You need to read it. You know, yeah, um, don't give it all the way now. I don't you know, I'm gonna get a little way, expert here. Yeah, I just want to kind of perk up your interest, like oh, that's, that's right. That's enough, you know, <laughs> um, so please purchase my book, and um, as soon as the next one um, is released, I will give that information to um, Pastor Pamela, and so she can let you guys know. And hopefully, you yes. will also purchase that one as well. Father Amen. God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you on tonight for the time that we have spent together. God, I thank you that the words that have come out of my mouth, 
the story that I have released, the things that were personable to us that we shared on tonight that helped us get through the hard times of marriage. God, help those that are listening on tonight to understand that marriage is work but they could do all things through Christ Jesus to strengthen them. God, help them understand the difference between um, a marriage that just need help to a marriage that's abusive. Because yes. God, you said above all things, you want us to be in peace and not in pieces. That's, that's so right. God, help us to know the difference between um, what abuse is and what marriage is. It just needs help. I yes. pray God that you will bless all of those listeners on tonight. I pray God that you will strengthen them where they are. I pray that they would talk out their differences, take responsibility for the part that they have played and come to a point of agreement so that yes. they can walk together and be one flesh. I thank you for Pastor Pamela, for the work that she's doing in the kingdom, for the um, the book club, uh, for those that um, have written books, help books to help people become better men and women, to be better served um, in the kingdom of God. We thank you thank and we you, honor you and we bless you, you right now. In bless Jesus name we pray. In Jesus Amen. name. Amen. 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 Thank you, Pastor. Thank you. May Francis Davis. <laughs> Thank you so much for being Thank our special you. guest tonight. My heart is so full. Oh my gosh. Hats off to you, my sister. I mm. love you. I, I love, love you, you with the love of the Lord. And I appreciate you. You are Thank truly you. a jewel. Thank a you. Jewel, a virtuous that, woman. Thank you that, for being our I guest. am hoping that somewhere long after this pandemic, we're going to be able to see each other in person. That's right. That's right. <laughs> it's going to happen. Okay. It's, it's going to happen. happen. It's going to happen. happen. Yes, ma'am. Thank you again. Thank you. Have a blessed evening. You do the Talk same. Talk to you soon. All Bye right. Now. God bless everyone. Bye for now. <laughs>
Are you looking for a friendly place to purchase your beauty supplies and hair supplies for the entire family? Well, you found the right place. Cali Beauty Supply, located at 1614 West Main Street in Kalamazoo, Michigan. They offer outstanding customer service and believe deeply in giving back to their community. Mo El Katabi is the owner. Customers can shop in the store or online. Curbside pickup is also available. They also have a full-service salon inside of the business called Stephanie Renee Salon. Be sure to to check them out as well. You may reach the store for your online purchases via their website at www.calibeauty.com. Their hours of operation are Monday through Saturday, 9 a.m. to 8 p.m. and Sunday, 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. The business prides itself with the following motto, where beauty gets done. Are you looking for unique, fun, fashionable clothing at a fraction of the cost? Then you've got to check out Jasmine's Fun Fashions. Jasmine's Fun Fashions is a locally owned mother-daughter consignment boutique located in the beautiful town of Morganton, North Carolina. They have over 14 years of consignment, fashion apparel purchase, and retail experience and pride themselves in providing excellent customer service as well as establishing long-lasting friendships with consigners and customers. Reach out and shop with them online via their website jazzybiz24.7 at gmail.com. However, if you're ever in the Morganton, North Carolina area, be sure to stop in the store, which is located at 304 Burkemount Avenue in Morganton, North Carolina, 28655. You may also call the store to inquire about merchandise at 828 828- 544-5187. Their hours of operation are Monday through Saturday, 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. They serve their customers with the motto of excellent customer service and friendship. Be sure to contact Rock Dimensional Consulting, LLC, where Dr. Keitra L. Davenport King is the proprietor and business consultant. Located in the beautiful Dallas-Fort Worth, Texas area, her services are available nationwide online. The Rock Dimensional Consulting, LLC firm's mission is to build businesses on a solid foundation and equip leaders. RDC helps business leaders solve complex business problems, improve efficiency, empower teams, and implement long-term sustainable improvements. The hours of operation are 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. You may contact Dr. Davenport King via phone at 940-227-1615. The website is at www.lifeafterag.org and email them at rockdimensionalconsulting at gmail.com. Dr. Keitra Davenport King's business prides herself on the following motto, building businesses on a solid foundation.